Hello and welcome to Astrology Today, your regular look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for a look at the week perspective, as well as the full moon in Pisces for Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to, yes, a new week here. Well, uh, let's face it, we're all dealing with our own version of Mercury retrograde. Now, I don't want to throw Mercury completely under the bus, but let's face it, I missed the podcast last Friday. I don't know if you noticed, maybe you didn't, but yes, had a few technical difficulties. I don't want to lay it all at the feet of Mercury. Remember, Mercury retrograde is our opportunity to be flexible and to adapt and to use our minds to find a way through. And so my solution was, yes, no podcast on uh, last Friday. So welcome back. Let's all just press that reset button. And uh, here we are. Yes, a new week. So we are going to look at the um, perspective, you know, the themes for the week. But let's face it, the uh, highlight story here is the full moon that's happening tomorrow. So we're going to look at some individual charts. Super excited to do that as always. And yes, welcome back. So if you have any questions about astrology, uh, something about your chart, something in general, a concept that you're not grasping, certainly reach out. The best way to get a hold of me is through my email. That's astrologydiva, that's D-V-A, at gmail.com. Okay, let's get to those themes. Okay, looking at the moon currently in Aquarius, nice and airy, nice and light. Yes, this opportunity to be a bit more quirky. That might be where you gravitate to with the moon in Aquarius. It's also an opportunity, you know, just to maybe feel a little bit more aloof, a little bit uh, not withdrawn, I want to say, but just a bit more objective in your emotional responses. And then by tomorrow, of course, the moon preparing for the full moon moves into Pisces, where it'll be for the rest of the week. So here we have, you know, mutable water, flowy, squishy, uh, you know, having the moon here, it's just very, uh, you know, flowing for sure. And, you know, a lot more flexible, sensitive, definitely. And that intuition that you may be naturally prone to may may step forward and be a bit more prominent as we look at the energies for the full moon, of course, later in the podcast. So make sure you stick around for that. All right, turning to the important aspects and aspect patterns to consider for the week. First of all, starting off today, uh, aspect patterns involving the moon. So it's just for today because, of course, the moon moves on quite quickly. So first of all, we have a fixed T-squared. So this is a right triangle, right? So two planets opposing each other. And then the those two planets are squaring off uh, to the apex planet. So here are the apex planet, where the energy is really either you know, starting or where the energy gets uh, pushed towards is Jupiter in Taurus. And then Jupiter is squaring both the moon opposite Venus. So here is this, uh, this push pull of our emotional responses, you know, where we find comfort in the moon. And on the other end, Venus, how we 
love, how we find love, how we relate to others, definitely uh, there. And keep in mind, you know, we're coming into the last few days, last week of Venus being retrograde. So it could be more of an inner story in terms of how you're relating to others. So this Jupiter here might act really like a catalyst as something that kind of sparks the teeter-totter effect between, you know, your emotional responses and uh, how you're relating to others. And Jupiter really encourages us to kind of find that search for meaning, that higher part of ourselves, maybe, you know, some sort of faith or belief system or set of uh, tenets or beliefs that really help you find higher meaning. And that can be causing, you know, a little bit of imbalance between, you know, maybe some emotional responses coming forward in terms of how you connect your feelings uh, with others. Then moving on, uh, same day, still today, also a quite a tense aspect pattern, a Thor's hammer. I just love saying that. So this is comprised of a square. So this is really, you know, sort of this inner urge to get off the couch, as it were, and deal with it between the moon and Uranus. And that can be very much around this urge for independence, for freedom, you know, kind of related to how, you know, the moon and Aquarius is. It's just like, I just want to have my own space, right? And those two planets are sesquiquadrate, there's a great astrology word for you, into Mars, really driving the energy there to Mars, which is around defense or action, uh, around, uh, you know, really an adjustment. When we have a sesquiquadrate, it's a bit kind of like a mosquito in a tent, kind of not super strong like a square, but it's still kind of annoying. So it's about making adjustments to your actions and your defense and your defense mechanisms in order to find this freedom, this, you know, emotional connection to freedom. And then tomorrow, of course, all about the full moon, which we're going to talk about in the next section. But I just want to highlight that the Saturn and the moon will be in an exact conjunction tomorrow. And this can really show up as, you know, Saturn tends to put limits or boundaries on anything it comes into contact with. And here it's touching, you know, the moon, which is around our emotions. So you might feel your emotions a bit more contained. Now that might work for you, depending on, you know, how you operate out in the world. And if you're a bit more of a uh, freewheeling, open emotional kind of person, then this this sense of having limits put on your emotions might not be uh, your favorite time. All right, it's time to talk about this full moon in Pisces. And if you've been, if you're a regular listener to my pod, you know that this is the second full moon of August. That doesn't happen all the time. You know, in, a, in an annual basis, we will have, you know, probably 12 lunations. And so here it is, 12 or 13 rather. And so here having two in August, it's, it's pretty significant. The other fun fact is that the moon is at its closest that it'll be to the earth this year. And I, I got to believe that that's going to give us a, a stronger uh, effect of this full moon, just because the moon is closer to us. And it's all about that gravitational pull, right? You make sure you study up on Kepler if you need to know more about that. But it's really about, you know, this uh, having just a greater effect and just, you know, let's think about it when you look up into the sky and you see a moon really close quite big it may you know affect you uh, especially if you've got you know strong cancer in your chart and you're very affected by the moon anyways all right well let's get into the deets 
Remember that the full moon occurs when the sun and the moon are opposite each other. It's this halfway through the lunar cycle moment. And uh, here it's happening along the Pisces Virgo axis. So the moon is going to be at seven degrees, 25 minutes of Pisces opposite the sun. Of course, we're in Virgo season, seven degrees, 25 minutes of Virgo. And I call this, you know, the service axis. It's this axis of swinging between the practical, the usefulness uh, of Virgo and the, on the other side, the more intuitive, sensitive, some might argue sacrificial side of Pisces. And it's really known as this place where we take care, we, we nurture in, in a very practical way. But I really think of it as service. Um, and definitely, you know, full moon energy can really be a lot about relationships, because here we have, you know, our needs and our wants facing off against each other, kind of like two people in a relationship trying to figure out their, you know, their dance together, as it were. This full moon is going to be occurring on Wednesday uh, at 6.35 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So make sure you adjust your time times to that. Now, an added bonus to this idea of the service axis, uh, we also have the moon being in exact conjunction with Saturn. Now, that's being captured into this full moon. And again, like I was saying in the previous segment, this can be, you know, about a container for your emotions. So there's some maybe some boundaries or some limits placed on these emotions. Also keep in mind that Saturn is uh, retrograde currently. And so it might be a more of an inner conversation, or maybe about you putting inner boundaries, you being your own authority, and placing those boundaries of those limits on your emotional responses. All right, everybody's favorite part of looking at moon days, full moon or new moon. And certainly I love digging into individual charts. That's absolutely one of my passions. And so, yes, we're going to look at some individual charts. And when we do that, we're able to consider house placement. So where these, these the sun and the moon rather, where the luminaries are going to hit and tell us a little bit more about the area of life that may be affected by this full moon. So I've got three examples for you and you'll be thrilled to know that top of the list is my partner. Yes, he's always excited when I use his chart. So for him, sun will be in his eighth house and uh, moon will be in his second house. And so here again, this service axis appears along the eighth and second house. So eighth house is around shared resources, shared money, that could be shared property, joint accounts. Um, it can also have to do with debt or inheritances. And then the second house is your personal income, your personal finances, and or even your personal values. And so here, you know, in terms of having the sun and the eighth, it could be around, you know, getting those goals met through shared resources uh, and relying on your emotional connection to your own value. And so having the moon in the second house can really help him perhaps, uh, you know, connect to his own personal value, maybe not necessarily how much money he's making, but to value himself, like his self-esteem in other, other words. Okay, then I wanted to highlight a longtime listener. She's always willing to volunteer her chart. And that's a uh, great listener, Mara. And so for Mara, the moon, or pardon me, the sun is in her third house, opposite the moon in her ninth. And so here, this could be using, you know, perhaps using service and practicality to intuitively connect 
to um, continuing education. Maybe she's taking a course or she's looking to expand, you know, her her knowledge base in some way. Might involve a bit of a travel. Maybe it's a travel trip where she's learning more to find meaning really right remember ninth house is about that search for meaning so that could be you know what's happening for mara and then finally a great email from a listener that i hadn't heard from in a while that's paula whose birthday it is tomorrow so happy birthday paula super happy for you and what's significant about this is this full moon will be captured in your solar return chart and all that means is that it's going to be uh, in effect for a year it's really a snapshot and a theme for the year coming up uh around you know what what maybe yeah like a theme for you for the year is i guess what i want to say now similar to my partner's chart but a little bit different here you have the sun in your second house just like you do natally right you're a, you're a virgo not telling anybody a surprise there sun and virgo in the second house is where you have it natally opposite the moon will will be in the eighth house so you know tw this year uh that's coming up might be a little bit more about your financial goals your income goals and you know having the sun in the second that might seem quite you natural to you because that's naturally where you have the sun and then perhaps you know balancing that with a, an emotional connection to your shared values or shared resources maybe a common property or some sort of debt or inheritance issue where you're emotionally connecting to it and it's really about you know don't forget this is for everybody but specifically for you paula about balancing your goals which you naturally resonate towards perhaps your financial goals or your self-esteem, your own value, balancing that with your emotional connection to, uh, you know, debt or inheritance or shared values. All right, that is your podcast for today. I certainly hope you got something out of it. I'm still dealing with a few audio issues, so please bear with me. Hopefully you can understand me and look past maybe the less uh, fantastic air, uh, sound quality that I normally have. Anyways, I am here. I will be back on Friday for more things all astrological. If you have any questions about the full moon or something's popped up, certainly reach out. The best way to get a hold of me, of course, is astrology to uh, astrology diva at gmail.com. And please remember that I always love to hear from you, even if you want to just uh, drop me a line, give me some feedback on the podcast. I'm always interested on what's on the minds of the listeners. And thank you for all of you new listeners. I've noticed I've got some new followers on Spotify, so I really appreciate that. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.